Welcome to another live, guys. Um, I want to thank you for your time in advance. We'll get started here in just a few seconds. guys i hope everyone is doing fine today i'm cassandra and welcome to another live stream i hope you guys are ready for another good one and you know just a friendly reminder i am posting every week so i hope you guys have been watching but anyway i am posting every week and also the podcast episodes are still available so make sure you guys are checking that out and i want to thank everyone for supporting the luminous star channel Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about how the narcissist sometimes will, you know, whenever they heard the word no, uh, they seem to see red, right? <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the ego. And you know, sometimes the word no has a way of testing the ego. And this goes double, especially for the narcissist. All right, so um, if you want to go ahead and follow along with the uh, slide presentation, you can find that link in the description box below. All right, so the word has a way of testing. The word no has a way of testing your ego. All right. All right, let's go. Let's see. Let me see if I can. Here we go. Here we go. My little marker. <clears throat> All right, so shape-shifting and mask-slipping. Narcissist personality, okay, some of those narcissistic personality types, they seem to be growing more weary of pretending to be kind or have morals. Shape-shifting while his or her mask slips seems to be growing more and more over time. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it seems like those who have a narcissistic personality, they're finding it very hard to keep it all together. They're finding it very hard it seems to be, to show that they have morals or to be kind. It's like they're becoming more short-tempered with people. And it just seems to be harder and harder for them to keep that mask on. So a, a lot of you may have noticed some more of the shape-shifting happening, right? Especially with covert narcissists. They seem to be finding it more difficult to keep it all together or to fool people. Okay, so uh, I know I've noticed this lately. 
especially in the romantic uh, relationships, right? You know, some people are, they're stressing out and they are taking it out on people more and more. Okay. This doesn't mean it's right, but narcissistic personality, they seem to be finding it a little bit more challenging than anyone else to keep that mask on. Okay. So by having a strong sense of entitlement, that only ends up disregarding others. And this is what they often do. They disregard other people. Okay. They often choose to attempt priming others for source supply instead of respecting that others have the right to say no. Okay. So, you know, what are they saying no to? More than likely, they're saying no to their extreme and perhaps unrealistic advances. Okay. So again, in a romantic situation, right? And we can even talk about the third party situation. Narcissists, they often have a strong sense of entitlement. So they may think that their strong advances, right, is something that you may want. Or, you know, sometimes we can see it as, some people would see it as extreme advances, very unrealistic advances. For instance, you may not be interested in him or her. Well, they probably will take that no as as an inflation to their ego, right? Their ego may become bruised at that point. They may think that they have a right to uh, have these advances, right? Especially if they think that they have the right to your affection, if you know what I mean, right? They think they have the rights to it. But when you say no, or if you should say that you're not interested, they often go on the deep end. And sometimes that mask begins to slip off. And then they may have the shape shifting, right? They may try to save face, especially if they really are pursuing you. They're not taking no for an answer. But some people who deal with narcissists, um, you know, they will often find these advances unrealistic because perhaps they're already taken. Perhaps they're already seeing someone. Perhaps they're already married. But the narcissist doesn't take no for an answer. Not very easily anyway. Okay, so, uh, you know, narcissists have masks that begin to slip off. And when this occurs, he or she might go off, right? And show other signs of rage tactics in order to intimidate others. Now, sometimes narcissists, they will use rage tactics in order to intimidate somebody. But not only that, in order to intimidate others, pardon me. But not only that, sometimes he or she, they may end up claiming narcissistic injury. Okay. I know I've gone through this at least once. Narcissists, sometimes they will claim that narcissistic injury as an excuse to go off, as an excuse to uh, have the narcissistic rage tactics or to blow off steam. Now, sometimes if they have a strong sense of entitlement to your time, your resources, your affections, sometimes they will show this and the mask will slip off. All right. <clears throat> So what is behind the mask, right? What's behind the mask? Well, sometimes you'll find unresolved painful issues, shame, mismanaged anger, emotional and or mental imbalances, spiritual deprivation. Now that last one there, spiritual deprivation, sometimes that, that correlates or coincides with social deprivation. And sometimes social as well as spiritual deprivation may lead into the emotional and mental imbalances. 
sometimes that's the result of that. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg. You know, you right? it's kind of hard to tell which one comes first, right? But with spiritual deprivation, sometimes that's the result of social deprivation. And then sometimes social deprivation is the result of spiritual deprivation. Because it's kind of like, again, you, it's like the chicken and the egg. You don't know which one comes first or which one is causing the other. But both spiritual and social deprivation will often show the signs of emotional and or mental imbalances. And when you're dealing with a narcissistic personality, again, this just goes double. Okay. And then the mismanaged anger. Sometimes narcissists just don't know how to handle their own anger. There's nothing wrong with uh, feeling anger or expressing it in a constructive way. Anger often gets a bad rap. Okay. And because some people, they just don't know how to deal with their anger. So when narcissists are showing the narcissistic rage tactics, often it is because, okay, they're not managing their anger in a constructive way. And this is what counseling is for. This is what going to support groups are all about, to learn how to deal with emotions that are unpleasant, right? And sometimes these emotions can get become intense. Narcissists, when they have, uh, for instance, when they have a strong sense of entitlement, and they may be requesting something of you and your response is no, they see red. Okay, they're ready to go off the deep end, right? So this is another example of mis mismanaged anger. Okay, there's nothing wrong with feeling anger or experiencing it, but some people just, you know I mean, let's just face it, especially when we're dealing with a narcissist, they don't seem to know how to deal with the anger. Shame, narcissists often will throw off shame onto others or they project shame onto others. Okay. And unresolved painful issues. This goes, you know, this just explains everything. This whole list here, it starts with unresolved issues, the shame, the anger, the emotional, the mental imbalances, the spiritual, okay, even social. Cause I mean, when we're looking at the cluster B personality type, what's one of the clusters antisocial personality. Okay, so narcissists, sometimes they show signs of impaired, I'm going to make sure I'm, I'm careful about what I'm about to say. Okay, so sometimes narcissists, they will show impairments with interpersonal skills. In other words, they may, they may come off like they are very friendly, caring, and kind at first, but then when they show that they want something from you, and your answer is no, that's when you start to see the mask slip. That's when you start to find out who they really are. Okay. So interpersonal skills is something that some people may have found out about narcissist personality, that they don't have a lot of great, and not that they have to have the greatest interpersonal skills, but they tend to be very, very poor because at the end of the day, the narcissist doesn't care about the connection. They're more about the control. So when you factor all of that in, it's no wonder that narcissists often, especially when they heard the word no, <laughs> right? They tend to go off the deep end because I, I'm going to say um, naturally, a person is not going to go off the deep end if they heard the word no. It may be uncomfortable. It may be something that they may find disappointing, but they're not going to go off the DN. Narcissists 
tend to go off on the deep end, especially when they heard the word no. They, you know, they see red. They don't want to hear that. That's the last thing they want to hear. They want what they want, right? When they want it and how they want it. <laughs> so very often narcissists will go off the deep end if your answer to any of their advances or any request that they may have, if it's no, then they often see red. All right. Okay, so now uh, I'm gonna talk about force versus power. Narcissistic personality often seeks out the opposition instead of the opportunity to come to an agreement, peace and or a reasonable compromise. Now, a lot of the times people will say, right? I've heard this and I agree with this. There are certain things you just don't compromise, such, such as your integrity, your self-respect, okay? Your, your dignity. It's just certain things that you are proud about, rightfully so. Perhaps you've worked very hard for uh, the money you have. These things, I say, shouldn't be compromised. Just certain things about yourself should never be compromised. And people who love and care about you will not even request that you do so. So we're talking about a narcissistic personality though. Okay, they will not compromise at all. They're very rigid in this way. So uh, force tend to be force tends to be used in order to manipulate a situation rather than seeing the power of making peace. Atonement is not the objective. Narcissists don't look to make peace. They do the opposite. Narcissistic personality often will seek the opportunity. Pardon me. They will often seek opposition and not opportunity. What is the opposition? The opposition is to perhaps go you in the argument. What is another opposition? They will go out of their way to um, maybe put something false out there about you. So that's where the smear campaigning comes in. But narcissistic personality, you know, when they often seek opposition instead of opportunity, they end up wearing, you know, pretty much they end up with egg on their face. Pretty much because they're jumping out there, they're perhaps making conclusions or false accusations and they don't have the, the evidence or the merit to back it up. Okay, so very often they're looking for the fight instead of the peace. They don't see the value in coming to peace with others or making atonement. Okay, they rather they rather argue and fuss and fight and create the drama. And they never anticipate, or I'm not going to say never, most of the time, narcissistic personality will not anticipate the karma or the consequences that follow they're seeking opposition, you know, fighting and carrying it on, right? They, they don't want the, the peace, especially if they're angry. And if you say no, this goes double. They really see red and they do not under any circumstances want to make peace because at that time they may, they may think and or feel that you are deserving to be punished if you say no <laughs> to them, right? It can be anything, okay? So uh, they do not compromise at all, even if that's the reasonable thing to do. Narcissists will not, will not, will not compromise. 
Okay. It's almost like, it's almost like the narcissistic personality. That's the equivalent to death. Like it's just the end of them, right? If they compromise at all. When a lot of the times compromising is the best thing to do because this way people can come to an agreement, people communicate, right? And everybody can, it can be a win-win situation. But uh, force tends to, and let me just back up for a second. So that's the power. See, the power is in making peace. It's very powerful because it is a win-win situation. There's not a one up, okay? There's not fierce competition. See, narcissists are all about this. So the power is in finding peace in the situation. But narcissists tend to not even attempt to find peace in any situation, especially if their egos have been inflated because they heard the word no or uh, the answer was no to their requests or their advances or their require, you know, whatever it was, right? So they often will use force. So the force can be seen as them forcing again, forcing the issue, having a strong sense of entitlement. So narcissists will often value the force instead of power. Okay. That a power is in, again, there is real power in finding peace in a situation. Sometimes it's not possible to find peace in a situation. So let's be, you know, just being realistic. Sometimes there's not going to be peace in the situation. Sometimes it's because the narcissist, say you're dealing with a narcissist, they don't want to find the peace. They want to argue, fuss, fight. Well, then in that situation, if you cannot walk away, sometimes it is not very easy to find peace in that situation. Narcissists will not compromise under any circumstances unless in a rare occasion, <laughs> they may find that it's going to get them the source supply. Okay. So force tends to be used in order to manipulate a situation, right? Rather than seeing the power of making peace. Atonement is avoided. Okay. It's not the objective, but see, again, when force is being used by a narcissist, we can see this in several ways, right? One of the ways that you see that is they will use intimidation tactics, right? So examples of force versus power. A bully who uses intimidation tactics rather than communication. The second example, making false accusations rather than taking self-reflection. Third example, possessing a guilty complex rather than having a guilty conscience. So let me go ahead and break down that last example. Possessing that one first, right? I'm going to go to the from the last to the first. So possessing a guilty complex rather than having a guilty conscience. What does that look like? Well, when the narcissist has a guilty complex, which is usually the case, rather than having a guilty conscience, very often narcissists will pull a shenanigan having some inkling that is probably going to harm someone. This is where the narcissistic rage comes in sometimes, and they claim narcissistic injury. This is used as an intimidation tactic in order to punish or get somebody in line or to control him or her because they're 
answer was no to whatever the narcissist wanted. So a narcissist tends to have a guilty complex, meaning they have some inkling that what they're doing is probably going to harm someone else. But they are doing this in order to prove something, right? That the, In other words, the narcissist may think to him or herself or say something like, well, I had to treat them that way because I wanted to show him or her who's boss. A narcissist often has a guilty complex. They don't have a guilty conscious. They have to have a conscious first. Narcissists tend to lack consciousness. They tend to lack, they tend to lack a conscious, which goes right into them lacking empathy. So narcissists often have a guilty complex rather than a guilty conscious. The guilty conscious means that a person doesn't mean to hurt anyone. They don't even know they're hurting anyone. So very often when you're, when you're talking to a person who has a guilty conscience and say, you, you, you told them, well, you know, the other day when you said so-and-so, or, um, you know, I was disappointed about such and such, they will feel a healthy amount of guilt. Why? Because their intention was not to harm you or to hurt you or to have you walk away, uh, disappointed. But a person like a narcissist who has a guilty complex, right? They have an inkling they're doing something to harm you, right? But they don't apologize. They don't take any responsibility, even if you do make it clear to them that you're hurting or you're feeling disappointment, or maybe you're feeling angry about something that they pulled, right? But again, a narcissist has to have First, they have to have a, a consciousness in order to have a guilty conscience. But a lot of us who have dealt with narcissist personality, we know that they lack the guilty conscious or the, I'm pardon, they, they, we lack, they lack the consciousness, right? So again, guilty complex means that a person has an inkling that they're doing something that's probably not very positive, but they do it anyway. A person who has a guilty consciousness often don't know, they don't know that they're hurting anyone. And when they are confronted, they will, they will often take responsibility for it. Now, the second example, making false accusations rather than taking self-reflections. Narcissists often do not take accountability. They often don't hold themselves accountable. They often don't take responsibility for how they show up in any relationship, for the choices they make, right? The things that they often are confronted with with other people, especially if there's hurt and anger involved. Narcissists tend to scurry and run away and they're very coward. Okay. They're very coward about it. They will not apologize. They will not take responsibility. They will not make atonement. So making false accusations instead is something that narcissists rather do. Okay, instead of taking self-reflection, they don't question whether or not they have harmed someone, even if they have an inkling that they're doing so. They often make excuses as to why they had to harm someone if they are confronted with that. Okay, they justify hurting others. So they rather make false accusations instead of taking self-reflection. They don't go within, they don't consider if they were harsh to someone, they don't have those clarify, those clarifying moments. And, and let's just say if they do, they tend to go against it, right? They make excuses. 
So the first example, a bully who uses intimidation tactics rather than communication. Narcissists often will use intimidation tactics to get their way. Sometimes they do it just for fuel. Okay, they do it for laughs, especially if they're very immature. Okay, and again, all of this, they make excuses for the choices they make. They often don't think, pardon me, they often don't think that they make mistakes. So they're so quick to blame others, even for the things that they feel, say, and or do. So a bully, a lot of us, you know, at least one time we've dealt with a bully. You ever notice how they will often justify hurting other people because they wanted something? And even just by somebody saying no to them, they go into bully mode, you know, like they're on demon time, overtime, right? They're overtime with the demon time. So narcissists who are bullies, very often they are, okay? They will use intimidation tactics. They won't communicate. Sometimes they will use word salad too. As far as like the commun poor communication. See, narcissists, sometimes they, they want you to read their mind. Sometimes they may say something like, oh, you know what I meant, or you should have known that's what I meant, things like that. So narcissists often have unrealistic expectations of others. And that goes right into how sometimes they have an imaginary contract. They expect you to think, do, and or say exactly what they want you to, when they want you to, and how they want you to. But when you're not doing this, narcissists often see all of this as rejection. Again, the no, okay? They heard that word no, or they think it's a no, so they see it as rejection. Therefore, their egos will end up bruised or inflated, right? They have an inflated ego, so it ends up bruised. And then they give themselves the excuse to proceed in harming you, maybe even more. They will justify what they're doing. They don't stop to ponder and think about their actions. This is why they tend to not do the self-reflection, as I just mentioned. So they use intimidation tactics rather than communication. Narcissists often have poor communication skills anyway. And then when you look at their communication styles, it, it tends to be that of a bully. They tend to interrupt people repeatedly. That's their communication style. They may even flat out ignore you. You're, you're speaking to them and they're flat out ignoring you. And they don't mind. See, if they, <laughs> if you ask them something, the narcissist says no, they expect you to, to take it. See, they expect you to be okay with it. But if you say no to them, they're seeing red, right? They, they're going off the deep end. And then they will give themselves the excuse as to why they had to go off on you and teach you a lesson. Okay. So now let's talk about the um, red flags, right? Seeing seeing red, pardon me, I don't want to get to that. Let, let me Let me... I was about to skip over. So why force versus power, right? There's a lack of resolution due to projecting shame, anger, and the refusal to connect due to a lack of empathy. So they refuse to connect. 
Okay. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's due to the lack of empathy, but there could be some other things going on too. And again, just them being bully, bullying other people, they're withholding, they're teaching them lessons or the narcissist thinks they need to teach people lessons, or they have the right to teach people lessons, all these other types of things, right? So there's a lack of resolution due to them projecting their shame onto others. So this is why the force versus power is usually, uh, you know, you see this in a lot of narcissist relationships, especially if it's a romantic situation. And this goes, even if there's a third party situation, it may even be more intense. If it's a network of third party situations that narcissists often like to have. So, if there's a lack of resolution due to them projecting shame onto others, then the narcissist often will justify it all. Okay. So, and it's, it also can do to be due to the anger and the refusal to connect to other people, right? They lack empathy. They lack a whole lot of things, right? The narcissist just walks around and they think that they are right. They're very self-righteous. Okay. And then when you factor in them justifying hurting others, well, <laughs> I mean, it's almost impossible to deal with. This is often why I say it's a dark personality. These things are what makes a dark personality. Okay. So unfortunately there tends to be an avoidance of challenges that are designed to promote personal growth and knowledge. The illusion the illusion of separation becomes appealing rather than the potential to grow with another in a relationship. So narcissists are not interested in the connection. They want the control by all means and at all costs. They don't consider the cost. Ironically, narcissists are all over, you know, over and over again. We see this. Well, okay. I'll speak for myself. I've seen this over and over again. A cluster B personality type, right? Who has a maligning narcissistic trait, right? Because not all cluster B personality types are narcissists, but every cluster B personality type, right? They do have this. It, to me, it just seems like it, it's, I'll, I'll put it like this it's a very difficult personality to deal with. I have found this to be so. Okay. So the other thing that I've noticed is that they will often avoid not only coming to peace with people, but they will avoid any type of challenges. Okay. If it's something that's very difficult for them, they will avoid this at all costs. They don't think about the cost. They salivate over the rewards of what they think they're going to get. Often there's the fierce one upmanships, the fierce competition, which is often fueled by the jealousy and the envy of others or, or the envy of others, right? So narcissists, they would narcissistic personality. They often will go ahead and just paint this picture in their minds. They have this narrative, this false narrative. A lot of you have heard me talk about the false narratives, right? Narcissists, they often write the script only sometimes to flip the script. If it, you know, if it fits them, if it suits them at that moment, but they have these false narratives that they will often go to the extremes to continue to follow through, right? Any, they will not listen to reason sometimes. 
So when their egos are inflated, this all goes into that. It's just a, somebody who's walking around who thinks that they, you know, they are all the, all the be all, right? <laughs> so they will often, narcissists will often avoid challenges to grow with other people, to at least have good relationships with other people. They think that the separation is the answer, but it's often not the answer. So they will often miss opportunities to grow with other people, okay? Or to grow in a relationship. I think that's what relationships are all about, is growing with other people. Everybody is not gonna get it right all the time. People make mistakes, people F up, you know, we all do. I do, y'all do, <laughs> everybody, right? Everybody is part of the human experience. But when it comes to the narcissistic personality, see, they have their their placing conditions on people are just extreme. Everybody messes up. See, what I just said, a narcissist will probably never say. And that is people mess up sometimes. Okay. Narcissists will probably never admit that, especially if it pertains to them, right? They're not going to admit that they mess up. But like I was saying here, Unfortunately, there tends to be an avoidance of all challenges at all costs, at any cost. Okay, so this is why the force versus the power. Narcissists often think, or they seem to think, that the force is the power, but it's not. The power, and see, power, absolute power, stands on its own. Power recognizes power. But when a person like a narcissist has an inflated ego, they have shame, they have unresolved issues, okay? They, they have a false sense of, of self. They have a false sense of confidence. See, they have to use force because they have no power, okay? That's, that's the bottom line. Narcissists often use force because at the end of the day, deep down inside, they know they have no power, or at least they think they don't have any personal power. They don't think they have, but the bottom line is this, a person who has to use force is a person that you know straight out the gate has no power. They don't have any power at all. So narcissists, they often use intimidation tactics and just all types of things in order to prove that they're big and bad. Okay, and they're the all to be all, and you are to worship him or her, period. No questions. As far as a narcissist is concerned, it seems like those that they seek supply from, they often may have, it's almost like they have this motto that you are here to serve me, right? Narcissists think that that's your mission in life is to supply him or her. Once again, they may use force in order to get what they want, but that only draws, I mean, that just, that only sends people away even more. But narcissists, at the end of the day, they often, you know, they think they have so much power, but they don't, right? They don't have it. Okay. Now I want to get to seeing red versus the red flags, right? Okay, red flags 
versus seeing red. Narcissistic personalities sometimes see red when the answer is no to their advances or requests. He or she doesn't seem to take into consideration that perhaps the no is due to others seeing red. Flags, right? Very different. Dark personality types such as narcissist personality often come with many red flags that ought to be carefully taken into consideration before granting a yes. See, narcissists don't want you to critically think about what's going on when they're pulling shenanigans, when they have the sleight of hand motion or the sleight of hand action. See, they have a big trick bag of abracadabras. Narcissists often have abracadabra codes right? They don't want you to figure out those codes. They don't want you to critically think about what's going on. Just do what they say, right? Just shut up, sit down and take it, <laughs> right? So the red flags are what I would see if I was dealing with a narcissist. You may see the red flags, right? Narcissistic personality often comes with red flags that people who are smart, the who are wise, they're going to take careful consideration before just saying yes to a narcissist. Now, let me go ahead and include this. A lot of narcissists, especially a covert narcissist, may use emotional manipulation or emotional blackmail to get what they want. So it's not very apparent to see the red flags. So I'm not beating up on anyone. I mean, I've been in situations myself, whereas I was duped, okay? But the red flags... Versus seeing red is like people who deal with narcissists. They are the ones who see the red flags and some people listen to their intuition and they tell the narcissist no. But the narcissist sees red when that happens. Okay, they, they go off the deep end. Narcissist personality, they will see red when the answer is no to their advances. Now, what are some of the advances that the advances could be again in a romantic situation? They may not, <laughs> they may think that you are interested in him or her. And when you flat out tell them that you're not, they're going off the deep end. They may call your names. They may try to mess your chances of being with someone else up. They may try to come in and uh, dismantle your relationships, right? They don't care if you're married or not. They don't care if you are happily involved with someone else. They see red when you say no, but you see the red flags. And sometimes when you see the red flags and you say no, right? The narcissist may, at that time, they may start to gaslight you. Have you doubting, okay? And questioning your answer, which is no. They try to get you to change your mind. But you know, a lot of you who have been watching me on the Luminous Star Channel, you have heard me say this very often. It starts in the mind, not the behind. So narcissists, they may try to get you to change your mind. Sometimes they may even try to get you to change your heart. But narcissists, they prefer to be in the center of your mind, not your heart. So sometimes we see the red flags. And when we say no, no. Sometimes the narcissist at that time will see red. Okay. They're not rationalizing anything. They're not using logic at that point. Critical question. Is it possible to have a positive relationship with those who have a narcissistic personality? And this question right here, I think is a profound one because only you can answer it. 
Your situation may be different from someone else that you know of who is dealing with a narcissistic personality. So is it possible to have a positive relationship with those who have a narcissistic personality? In your case, the answer may be yes. Or it may be, and you know, I'm going to say in most cases, it's a lot more complex. Okay, it really is. Because every situation is different. Some people have found that it is possible. Some people have found otherwise. Okay. So I just wanted to uh, really point out that critical question because I think it's a very profound one and it's very important to answer. Tool number one, remember that you don't have to allow someone else's no to be your don't. It's really not that personal, right? They Like they say, don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Don't take it so personally. The ego can be tested when the response to a request is no. You do not have the option. Oh, pardon me. You do have the option of learning from the experience. And this is often what I do. I just go in and learn from the experience. It's hard sometimes. It's very challenging, especially when you're dealing with a difficult personality type, such as a narcissist. When you're dealing with a dark personality, such as a, a malignant narcissist or someone who may have uh, psychopathic tendencies. Okay, so, but the bottom line is you don't have to allow their no to be your don't. In other words, you don't have to allow yourself to be stuck in the sunken place. Just because the narcissist, for instance, they may say no, but sometimes when they say no, that is that goes right into their... Um, the rage tactics. Sometimes they will withhold affection. Sometimes they will say no to you because they are trying to teach you a lesson or they have told themselves, remember the scripts that I was talking about, the false narratives, they will tell themselves that they deserve restitution. And the way they're going to get it or to get justice is to say no to you. So, okay. So sometimes they will flip that around. The narcissist personality will flip that around sometimes, right? So remember that you don't have to allow someone else's uh, no to be your don't, okay? So in other words, you don't have to uh, be paralyzed. You don't have to uh, count on the narcissist, for instance, to get the closure, right? You don't need them to help you gain closure. You don't need them for the validation. You don't need them for the love, the respect, the acceptance. Very often when people deal with narcissists, they often desire these things. But when we're talking about relationships in general, don't we all desire these things with people that we love and care about? I think so. But don't allow someone else's no to be your don't. Okay. It's really not that personal to tell you the truth. Okay. So tool number two, take your name off of the narcissist wall of shame. You are not a burden to love. Remind yourself that you are a gift of love. Okay, this might be hard to remember sometimes, especially when you're hurting and perhaps you're angry because the narcissist has said something or they have done something to perhaps even trigger you. And it may all be overwhelming. This is understandable. This is a natural way, right? To respond to something that is perhaps unnatural such as the narcissist uh, telling themselves that they deserve restitution, right? Because all you did was say no, and you had every right to do so. But the narcissist is like being a bully. 
right? They, they want to teach you a lesson, even though you've done nothing wrong. Okay. So, you know, take your name off of the narcissist's wall of shame. It doesn't belong there. Very often in my videos, I talk about how sometimes when we're in a narcissist relationship, a person can end up claiming what doesn't belong to him or her. And that's the narcissist's shame. It doesn't belong to you. Your name is not on it. Take your name off of the narcissist's wall of shame. It doesn't belong there. You're not a burden. You're not too burdensome. It is not a burden to love you. Okay. That, that's something the narcissist wants you to believe, perhaps. Remind yourself that you are a gift of love. The narcissist more than likely will gaslight. Sometimes they will gaslight people into believing otherwise. Last tool, remember that your life has purpose. Therefore, you are not obligated to participate in the painstaking method of a narcissist love. Playing the blaming game is a losing game. Judge the character. Okay, so you don't have to judge the person but judge the character, especially when it goes with a, you know, when you're dealing with a narcissist, I say that goes double judge their character, but they probably will swear up and down. You're judging them, but this is not the case. No, perhaps you're, you know, you're, you're looking at what's going on. You're considering the ordeal of what you've gone through in the narcissist relationship. So remember that your life does have purpose. The narcissist may believe in their, you know, their false narrative, <clears throat> pardon me, that you are to supply them. That's your mission in life. That's your purpose in life <clears throat> is to be a source supply to, to them or whomever else. But narcissists tend to not share source supply, even with another narcissist, unless they both think or, or all of them think they're going to come off uh, winning big time. <clears throat> That's the only time I can think of a narcissist may share a source supply with another narcissist. Is if they all or whomever is involved, right? All the participants involved, especially in a third party situation, a network of third party situations, right? Some narcissists may share source supply with others in that, uh, you know, in that situation. So your life does have purpose. Okay. And remember, you have a story to tell. You can write the epilogue to your story. The, the narcissist, if, oh man, if they're, if they're going to write your story, trust and believe it will have nothing, first of all, to do with you or who you really are because they create a false narrative, right? Of you, but that correlates with them creating a false image of you. They have to, in order to tolerate you long enough to get the source of life. They often tolerate people right? They're using them as pawns. Narcissists have to tolerate, or they think they have to tolerate people in order to get the source supply because they don't want to connect with them. They certainly don't really want to get to know anyone, right? So what does that leave? What does that leave, right? That often leaves him or her to tolerate people, creating false images. Narcissists have several false images. So what do you think they're going to do when it comes to you and I? they're going to create the false image. They, they cannot afford to get to know you because if they don't know you, it's easier to turn you up. It's easier to put you down. It's easier to let you down. Okay. That's how that goes. So uh, remember that your life does have purpose. Therefore you are not obligated to participate in the painstaking method 
of the narcissist love. The narcissist definition of love is probably very disturbing to most people. What their definition of love is. You can look in the dictionary and you can look up the word love. Okay. The traditional word, right? The traditional definition of love. But then when you look at the narcissist definition of love, it's probably quite starking, disturbing, startling even, right? So playing the blaming game is a losing game. Narcissists often play the blaming game and they wonder why they end up with egg on their face sometime. Okay, so it's, it's, it's rigged for you to lose. The narcissist game is actually the narcissist relationship, pardon me, is actually rigged for a person to lose, especially when you start playing their dirty games. Narcissists often create these games in order to rig them up, right? For other people to lose. Okay. Enjoyed this live stream. Okay, uh, let me go ahead and make sure I'm on this big screen. Okay, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I have certainly been able to <laughs> at least get everything out that I wanted to say. Now, this live stream would go on a lot longer, but I think I'm just going to make two parts, okay, because I'm kind of pressing for time, but I wanted to come on today because it's been a little bit of, of a long time since I've had the live stream, right? And I'm trying to do the live streams from now on. Well, not indefinitely, but a lot of the times, I think some of you have noticed that I've been doing more live streams. So I'm going to try to do these on a weekly basis. But today I'm pressed for time because there's somewhere I have to be this afternoon, but I really wanted to come on and share this message with you all. And again, I hope you have enjoyed it. And I certainly hope you've gotten something out of it. Okay. So until next time, you guys and gals take care. Mwah.